Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be playing a, a tiny bit of catch up. Um, no mustard. About? <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to make the joke, but you, you beat me to the punch. We're, we're dads, um, and I'm beat old, me, so... Beat me to the punchline. Um, <laughs> You're better than that, I guess. Uh, mm, am I, though? Am I? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, we're pretty no, good friends. No. You're not better than that. <laughs> um, what are we talking about today, Mickey? A uh, couple of Marvel movies that have recently come out that uh, maybe didn't get the same kind of accolades or attention that a lot of them get, but still decent movies in their own right. Um, my question was maybe they're finding their place in the whole MCU, but uh, the movie is Shang-Chi and the uh, Legend of the Ten Rings, and then after that, e- Eternals. Right. So, what? Uh, not that any of the Marvel movies haven't made it to uh, Disney Plus, but these two in particular, uh, we just felt like they were good movies, but they didn't stand on their own enough, like a a Spider Man No Way Home or a you know uh, uh, End Game or something like that, that we could do an entire episode on them. Also, we didn't see these ones in the theater. And we saw them on Disney Plus when they came to Disney Plus. And just which, recently, Eternals came out. Which Disney goes Plus. to show what we're talking about, how they're not necessarily huge factors in the MCU timeline yet, and they weren't like as well-received as other movies and stuff. The fact that we didn't rush out and go see them in the theaters, I think that was a little more common for these two movies than a lot of them. Yeah, and I would also <laughs> just mention that these are – all new characters, for the most part, there were uh, <clears throat> existing characters who made an appearance in the movies. Right. But for the most part, these are all new characters. They're establishing a plot. They're establishing a lore and a, a backstory to talk about these these people and kind of figure them out. And so anytime, just like anything else, anytime you introduce new people, it doesn't always just, you know, is in a runaway movie that, you know, and, and also, I mean... I feel like we could make an own, our own Marvel. I saw something that it was a meme that said, did you ever see the movie Osmosis Jones? You ever hear of that movie? I've heard of it. I didn't see it. It's, it's essentially a guy that's sick with a virus. And this, this it's like animated. It's like one of those like partially animated, partially live action. And it's like a animated like guy who is supposed to be like a, like a, a vaccine or a, a medicine that's going and fighting this virus. And somebody said the, the hero that we need right now, you know, obviously for COVID. So anyway, it's not as funny <laughs> right. when you got to explain it. Uh, yeah. But anyway, but I, I'm thinking uh, there's a few people I've known through my life that I would call a, va- or a virus. So I, I, it kind of makes sense a little bit. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> so I guess, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, Omicron and, and, and the, the resurgence of COVID. and Which sounds like a villain. That sounds like a villain yeah. name of nothing. <laughs> It's Omicron, and I've got Very to take over the world. Omicron, not as yeah. Anyways, um, it's 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 kind of you know obviously with with that resurgence and everything that's going on with with COVID and vaccines and da 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 da, da and mask wearing and mask mandates. It's, it's been quite the uh, you know as as per you know standard since twenty twenty. But I guess that is a roundabout way to say I think that a lot of people were hesitant about going back to the movies. But then I guess that's not even true because now 
you know, as we might have mentioned in the Spider-Man No Way Home, that's been breaking records. So it's kind of like, right. eh, is it really about that or is it more so just about the content? We well, want it, something, you know, that's substantial and familiar even. The irony, though, is that <laughs> I think we're reaching record cases all the time of COVID, and mm-hmm. especially in our state. So, yeah, people are. I think maybe the herd or herd immunity mentality is taking over. People are just so tired of it that you know we're we're all getting vaccinated. We're wearing masks here and there and stuff. But I think people are just like screw it. I don't, you know. And I think the Omicron maybe, especially for those who are vaccinated, it it's not taking lives as much. Yeah, I mean, it's right. Still- it's a it's a yeah. There's a <laughs> there's there's a lot that we could talk about with right with that. The, even just that one strand in particular, but, but let's if, you have, if you have if you have if you have an internet connection or a TV signal, you've been hearing about it or radio or anything, right? Really, or or if you don't live under a rock that fell off a turnip truck yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what's going on. So, anyways, I guess all that being said, these two movies, just because of their situation, the timing of them, um, I would say Shang Chi. Maybe I'm I'm looking at the I am. DB rating that's got a 7.5 out of 10. I think that one was a stronger and I would somewhat agree a stronger movie than Eternals. Oh, what is Eternals? 6.5. So really, I mean, for whatever the I I know that's not the, you know, it's not it's there's only, you know, 2.8 thousand reviews. So it's it's basically I guess what I'm saying is they be combined with new characters, combined with it being something that came out during the pandemic combined with just people not being as receptive. These, these movies kind of have taken a backseat. And I think that a lot of people are just really excited about Spider-Man. And yeah, well, I mean, like, like even Iron Man was a more familiar character that people had at least heard of before the, what that, when it first started the whole MCU. I mean, some of these characters, even you and I are pretty big geeks. I've never heard of any of these characters until these movies came out. So you're just, there's no, familiarity with it you know i think that's right. as much as anything and, and that's not to say that i'm not going to give them a chance and i am right. excited for what they can do i mean we've seen it how many other times even most recently with the spider-man movies that andrew garfield spider-man wasn't as strong as the other two and now i mean i think that he was terrific in that movie and i think oh they yeah really did him a good service and like basically Brought not retconning but like redeeming him and right his character and he's a, he's a terrific actor. He's been in a right. lot of really good movies. So, I mean, and you, and you look at these act. I mean, these actors aren't, you know, especially in the Eternals, those aren't just, you know, some, you know, wash up, whatever, you know, has-beens. There's some really big names in that movie. Oh, Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie alone. I, to see yeah. them both in a movie, usually they're the headliners and they're both in the same movie besides other actors that you know. I mean, that's right. pretty amazing. One of ten. Yeah. Character, right. main characters, but... Anyways, before we get any further, we're, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about Shang-Chi, just chronologically what's going on. Um, Shang-Chi, and then we'll talk about Eternals. And then we kind of want to, we kind of liked how things went last time where we kind of talked about what was going on in our lives in terms of geeky fandom stuff, what maybe some, some uh, collectibles that we've gotten or movies we've seen that weren't something that we covered. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Um, but Mickey, what do we have in terms of uh, in the news uh, information or some 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 news headlines that we 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 would be interested in? Besides, well, besides COVID, 
Well, yeah, I'm not really interested in that. Actually, I'm kind of lost interest in COVID. But yeah, me too. Uh, well, first of all, the Fantastic Four are basically all but confirmed for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Yep. And that's. I mean, that's kind of exciting. It's just as I've mentioned on and off mic a bunch of times. To be the writers for this must be truly amazing. But man, do you have to be able to take good notes or have some huge kind of whiteboard that you're keeping all this stuff in? Because yeah. There are so many details and Easter eggs and all these things that you have to keep track of when you're bringing in even more entities and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, I uh, I definitely want to want to be it's Kevin Kevin Feige, right? Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be. He's he's got he's got to have just immense, like just intimate knowledge of these comics. Well, like, and he's got a panel, just, I'm sure. I mean, right. it's oh, not just him, sure. obviously. For a guy who's trying to keep everything in line, like. He's just got to have just like an insane passion for both the MCU itself, but then also just the the native source material. You oh, know? right. And understanding how that fits and not doing something that just doesn't. And anyways, yeah. So kind of like, no, like Favreau and Filoni for the Star Wars series, you know. Right. Just, exactly. They're exactly. just huge fans, basically. Um, I guess my question is: Is uh, then are we going to see the other two previous Fantastic Four actors coming in some kind of a multiverse situation? Or <laughs> I don't. Yeah, right. I mean, you got to at this point. <laughs> Anything's you gotta, possible. Exactly. You got to kind of suspect. Any, yeah. Right. I mean, you saw three Spider Man one movies. Spider Man's or Spider Man. Spider Man. What did we? What did we? What did we settle on? I don't even think we like came to a conclusion. I think I really like the. I really like the way Spider Man right rolls off my tongue. But like, like Chandler said in an episode of Friends, it's not like Josh Spider Man. He's not some Jewish guy named Spider Man. Yeah, if you can picture Chandler saying, (laughs) I I can because my wife's watching. Lots of sarcasm. Yeah, you guys are big Um, Friends fans too. I uh, what was I going to say? Um. I we just, haven't figured I, out the way to say know. multiple Spider-Mans, yeah, Spider-People. If you, if you have an opinion either way, and we're hard-hitting, hard-hitting issues here. Yes, this is important. We need to stop everything and put a poll out. What do you, how, do, how would you – maybe I should put that – I should put a poll out on the Facebook page. Yeah. How do you pronou- – what, what would you call a group of Spider-Men? Spider-Mans. <laughs> a, a mo- what would you call many – characters that Plural. have the that many characters that have the name spider-man what would the spider-man what would the group be peter, called peter parker's man <laughs> <laughs> my tongue's anyway. starting to hurt yeah my brain's starting to hurt but that doesn't take much these days right um so okay so yeah so fantastic four can't wait between that and x-men and obviously yeah, all coming together yet bringing in deadpool to the fold you know it's all exactly kind of, a part of that Fox universe that Fox and Sony that we're yeah obviously very excited to to see how they and, and who they cast really I think is going right. to be a lot obviously for um, sure so anyways uh, next uh, just a show that I kind of got into um, starring Steve Carell and uh, um, John Malkovich Netflix's Sp- Space Force season two mm. premiered. That I, I enjoyed the first season. It's been a while since that came out, so I'm looking okay. forward to watching this too. Yeah, that that did uh, that did grab my attention when when I was seeing previews for it. So yeah, um, and speaking of kind of silly type shows, which this was when I was growing up, 
Beavis and Butthead creator Mike Judge reveals new look ahead of their next movie. Um, from what I've seen, it's the the boys are not so boyish. They're basically mm. going to be quote unquote adults. I'm sure not acting like adults, but it ought to be funny because I loved Beavis and Butthead. Well, it's funny that you say that because I actually just saw a headline today and I was going to share it to the Monty and Mickey page, but I just didn't. Um, they're going to, I guess, Arthur, the the PBS TV show. You've you've had yeah. Arthur of Arthur, right? They're um, I and I didn't even know either. They're either they're ending their run and like this is their final season, or they're bringing it back for one season. But I guess the season finale or series finale or whatever, they're going to fast forward like 25 into, years into the future for mm. Arthur and have them like interact as adults in like their like series finale. So oh. I think this is a pretty popular trope. I think that they're gonna, right. This is going to be something nostalgia's in, man. I mean, yeah. you think about it like that's that's what that's what sells nowadays. It's not. You know, and unfortunately, it's not new and creative and, and groundbreaking. No, there's no original thoughts. Anymore. How do we how do we how do we capture something and sell it that used to be on a lunchbox, basically? Right, especially for certain generations or demographics. I thought, but we... even people who, who didn't grow up in that time are like, oh yeah, like <laughs> I saw something that was like, what did they say, Nirvana? They were wearing a shirt that said Nirvana. There's some some rule at some high school that you had to had to name a song from the band if you're going to wear a band shirt like as a principal just having fun with it right you got to be and, a fan and somebody i forget what he said he said something like oh i thought nirvana was a what did he say he said something that was just like completely just blasphemous to anybody who's a fan and they're like and he was expelled the next day <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah anyway. i agree with it but but i guess what i'm saying is is that even you know, generations, younger generations than me, the kids that are in middle school and high school now, they're even gravitating, like, they know they're aware of it, and so it's not lost on them, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, there's not, like, a disconnect in that nostalgia. Like, it's, like, almost second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right here on the Monty and Mickey page, I'm going to patent this phrase, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna start it, secondhand nostalgia. What do you think of that? I think it's great. Yeah, you should probably trademark that. Probably Copyright that a T-shirt. And yeah, I know. I Copyright know a girl. So okay. So anyway, sorry. I, I, I thought you were gonna say that Arthur was gonna meet up with Beavis and Butthead. I'm like, I don't understand <laughs> how that's gonna happen at all. That's gonna be confusing. <laughs> and the symptoms, symptoms. Right. Yeah. Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, next, next I see is that Marvel officially reveals new Black Panther. Uh, yeah, and then I heard that it got shut down because somebody yep. got hurt or killed or something, right? On set, there was a right. stunt person. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah. That that stuff seems to be happening more and more, especially those kinds of movies. But well, and I'm I'm interested in how they're gonna basically they have to essentially Chadwick Boseman's death, like they right? they have to basically somehow explain it or. They have to put it in the MCU, I guess. Is right. The Black I mean, Panther it, needs to die in the MCU for this to like move because it didn't. It didn't happen in the comic him. books. It didn't happen right. in the comic books. So they, but he's not with us anymore. So they got to find a way yeah. to explain away that that actor. Yeah. And they're not recasting him. They made a hard line in the sand. They said basically we want to rep, we want to respect him and who he was. Oh right. But basically, they're going to have it where 
there's they're passing the torch, kind of like what Captain America did. So yep. I think that the rumor or Black is Widow. Or, or Black Widow. And I think the rumor is, or like the thought is that Shuri is going to basically take up the mantle, the suit or whatever of Black Panther, and she's going to become the next Black. I think that was kind of the rumor or right. the thought that was going to happen. So, yeah. Not the worst idea either. I don't, I don't have a problem no, with it. No, she, she was very well received. and She's a badass. Yeah. Yeah, and she she's a Tony Stark of that culture, you know. Right. So. Yep. Uh, next, moving on to Star Wars. Um, Solo, a Star Wars story character, reportedly getting its own Disney series. Um, Did you read? I, I couldn't remember. Oh, yep. Okay. The, the what is that? The um, oh, played gosh, by Amelia Clark in yep. the film. Right, but she's she's a part of a the the black something or the it's it's a it's basically an organization that was oh, this is like deep into like the Star Crimson Wars Dawn War. Crimson Dawn that's what it is yep so basically it's an organization you remember at the end of Solo how uh, Darth Maul was kind of teased at the end there yep and like a hologram there's yeah. basically a thought and I think they're probably going to do something similar to what they did with the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. But there's a thought that, and I, I hopefully this isn't spoilers for anybody. Well, it would kind of be a spoiler, but for anybody who's seen the Book of Boba Fett or who's caught up on it, there's Huts, the twins that are introduced. And there was a kind of a throwaway line that uh, um, they have in that movie or in that scene where um, they talk about, you know, basically killing the Huts or the, the twins. And they say something along the lines of they'd have to get permission. And I think that basically what it is is that Crimson Dawn, because at this point in canon, um, Darth Maul is dead. Yep. At, in, in the time. Book of book of a, yep. So he is no longer running that organization. This Amelia Clark, Emily Clark, or whatever. Amelia Clark. Yeah, she's going... They, they basically said she's the natural replacement for Darth Maul. And right. that the kind of like she's overseeing all of this, you know, basically gangster life and everything. So I could see them basically pulling a book of Boba Fett, introducing her late in the season of Book of Boba Fett, and then she's like got her own series that's gonna come out like after Mandalorian season three or something like that. Right. I, yeah, they kind of been tying into each other and, and introducing new series as they go, which is kind of cool. I like that. Fennec, Fennec Shan was the one. I, I, again, I like, get in front of a microphone or get in front of a... Get so nervous. I forget, I forget names of names and faces. And, After 39 episodes, the nerves still get to you. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just really excited to see, yeah, exactly, where this, where this is going to go. I think that there's a lot of branches that can come out obviously with the different characters and things that they're introducing. So yeah, I, th I, I wouldn't be surprised if she, if she gets a solo show. I mean, there's just a lot to cover, you know, from the solo movie. <laughs> solo well, and, and like we were talking about, it's nice that we have some familiarity. We, we've seen her now because of that movie, if nothing else. So it, it won't just be new characters thrust upon us that make us go. I don't, I don't care about that. So, right. I mean, while that movie wasn't very well received, evidently because the side movie stopped, but or the the Star Wars story movie stopped, but um, 
you'll still know who she is just from having if you're a fan you know just I'm sure you saw the movie if you're a fan you would have you would have some familiarity with her so uh, well and the other cool. the other part of that too is that she's just a good actress right exactly she yeah. was she was really I, I think that she did a terrific job in Game of Thrones so I think oh, that, yeah you know that carries a lot of weight um, for what it's worth she's a big name yeah yeah exactly right okay uh, the, then uh, a new for the Trekkies uh, there's a a fairly new show called Star Trek Prodigy that okay. um, this post just says it brought Scotty, Otto, Spock, and Crusher together for the first time since um, the movies, and and it even did it um, on the Next Generation's USS Enterprise. So, um, like you say, it's just cool to see those kind of characters being brought into this new show that's, you know, trying to continue the whole franchise. Right, and I mean... The, did did you say that they recast them? No, Obviously. they just those characters were just brought together. Okay. For the first, okay. I mean, the first time you saw all four of these older characters from from the older series brought together mm-hmm. in this new show that they're making. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And that's on Paramount, I think, right? Uh yes, I believe you're right. Paramount Plus. Yep. yep. Okay. Um. Other than that, let's see. Ant-Man 3's Bill Murray confirms villainous Marvel role. He's definitely <laughs> going to be in that. That's going to be cool. I love him. <laughs> I just, I don't even. Sounds goofy, uh, Bill Murray being a villain. Well, it just, at this point, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't, it doesn't even phase me anymore. Like, 10 years ago, if you would have said something to me about that, I would have been like, uh, okay. But this is, this is just par for the course now. Like, those, those words string together don't even phase me. What do you mean, like, because of the big name or just... Well, the... Bill, yeah, Bill Murray and Ant-Man as the villain. Like, those three things, like, just don't seem like they fit together. Right. Like, you couldn't find anybody else that would be more fitting. But Bill Murray's a good actor. He's done some serious roles. It's just, he's such a good comedic actor that it's... But that movie does have a lot of humor, too. So I think he'll be funny and scary all at the same time because he can be twisted and dark. I mean, you've seen right. that. Right, yeah, you've uh, you've seen um, Zombieland. Yeah, you know, obviously. Yeah, right. That was kind of a darker, yeah. Well, yeah, so. <laughs> and then they kill him. Right, right, yeah. So. Right, yeah. Uh, Batgirl images confirm the return of Michael Keaton's Batman and another key DC character. That's why I'm posted. all for it. I'm all really? for it. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me as much as you can. I. I can't wait, and I and I'm a sucker. Obviously, you guys know everybody who's listened knows this. I'm a sucker for merchandise. I'm a sucker for all the you know like action figures and things that go along with this. To me, this just means more opportunities for like really good merchandise, really good you know promo things, and and I be above and beyond just the fact that we're gonna see like Michael Keaton isn't just a one and done. He's gonna like. I could see them taking this to a point where they either twist it and make a Batman Beyond with Batgirl and an old Bruce Wayne as Michael Keaton, or just straight up create a Batman Beyond where it's old Michael Keaton as Batman and a new Batman that he's training. So I, I'm all for it. I, I, I'm excited to see what this whole, cause there was a, wasn't there a, a Batwoman show on C? CW Bat, was it Batwoman or Batgirl? Like it was something so like that. Because it, it was, I think it was Batwoman. I don't know. 
it's, it's hard to keep yeah. track of all the different shows, especially with DC. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm. I, I, I'm. Does, does that surprise you? That no, I, no. I I think you were Batman in another life, so it doesn't surprise me at all. When oh, I thought. Oh, you were being sarcastic. I thought you were being like. Never no, mind. maybe you were. I maybe you were Batman in another life. I wasn't there. I, I don't think. No, when you said when you act sh- shocked that I was happy about him being. No, that was definite next... sarcasm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did we just meet? Once in a while, I use sarcasm to make a point. <laughs> if anybody who's listening didn't realize that we're we're recording over the phone right now, so I can't I can't get the social cues that I'm normally right. used to. Right. I, I don't know. Mickey Mickey throws his left hand way up in the air whenever he's sarcastic. So that's I, true. I can't yeah. see that. I can't see that. Which my hand gets a lot of action because I'm sarcastic a lot. So <laughs> that sounded bad. So let's just move on. <laughs> Hard left turn. <laughs> What's next? So, on the so speaking. Uh, for the record, uh, speaking of merchandise, I just saw that there's they're making pops for the Hamilton musical now. I know you've been so quickly getting have... rid of all your pops to make warm for your Black Series Star Wars guys, but right. So they had a wave earlier of of Hamilton. Oh, they did. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. So this is kind of like filling in the gaps of different like costumes, and then I think they ne- they haven't had one for the king yet. So they the it's kind of like a second wave of all right. But uh, but either way, yeah, I have one. I have Hamilton. So oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're still going to keep some of your collection, obviously. Yes, yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever get rid of all of them. But yeah, just like Mickey said, just kind of just kind of making room, and and so I've actually made a decent amount of money selling them secondhand. Oh, I've so. I've been seeing those posts. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, next, I see that Dave Grohl is a man possessed in the trailer for Foo Fighters horror movie Studio Six Six Six. I've been looking forward to this. I love the Foo Fighters. I love Dave Grohl since Nirvana, which we, hey, that's weird. We just mentioned them earlier in the episode. Um, this movie comes out to theaters February February 25th. I think we got to go see this. I, I love okay. Dave Grohl. This guy is such a, he's a nutball. He's a big idiot, but he's amazing. I mean, he was a drummer for Nirvana. Now he's the lead singer and guitarist for Foo Fighters, and the Foo Fighters are bigger than Nirvana ever was, so. Yeah, I want to see a movie that these goofball idiots are in. I, I, I'm looking forward to this a lot. So you obviously seen the trailer for it, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Um. So what? How do you think they're gonna present this movie? Do you think that they're gonna present it like a like primarily a comedy horror, or do you think it's gonna be like they're gonna try to make it a straight up horror movie. Oh, I think I think they've even said with Dave Grohl's sense of humor, he he's just wacky. Yeah, I just use that word. He he's got a sense. It's gonna be funny. There's gonna be funny lines, but from what I've seen, his character gets um, turns turn. Yeah, right. Turns because of, he's of the house that they're in where they're trying to make a record. Um, right. But I do, I mean, I don't think it'll be along the lines of a Rob Zombie movie or anything of like that. Just, no, yeah. you know, that just gets psychedelic. But but I think it'll be, I think it'll be horrific and, and scary and stuff. So I think you'll have both. But just, he's got an amazing creative mind and the guy's got all the talent in the world. And I'm sure the other members of the band are the same way. So I, I'm expecting greatness when I see this. Funny yeah, and scary right. and everything. All right. Of, I know. mean, it's it's just, I think, yeah, it's one of those movies that I think they can, they can marry those two things pretty well. I think it's yeah, it for, at least from the trailer. And I've been I've been proven wrong before, so hopefully, hopefully it's not like uh, what was it? There is a movie and there's been a couple of them, but where all the punchlines are in the trailers, and you're just like, well, 
that wasn't funny because I knew right. all the jokes. You just yeah. I saw the whole movie in five seconds. That was worth yeah. seeing. Yeah, the trailer great. the trailer was better than the actual movie because they took yeah. the best parts of the movie and didn't right. leave anything to the imagination. And I didn't so, waste an hour and a half or two hours to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, next anything? I see uh it's a leaked Knights of Ren trailer it has Star Wars fans debating if it's real or amazing fake. There's a trailer that shows this possible new series, The Knights of Ren. This looks real if you watch it. It looks really good. And it sounds like an amazing concept, like something they can run with if it's not real, you know? Well, I don't know what to think of it. And if they I I have I have thoughts about the <laughs> I mean that's why we have the podcast. Um <laughs> we I, I think that a couple things. One, I don't think maybe they would maybe they would be holding on to a trailer and not announcing it but just the way things have been going lately it seems like they announce properties like a year in advance and then they release a trailer so it would just be very strange to me that they were that far along in filming in editing to get a trailer pulled together that was you know accidentally leaked or you know stolen or whatever and not announce anything so there's that part of it but i also feel like it was really well done. This trailer yeah. was really well done. And I, and I didn't see it. I'll admit, I, did, I didn't watch it yet. But I guess Star Wars in general, I think, is trying to dis- – Lucasfilm, Star Wars, they're, they're kind of trying to distance themselves from the sequel trilogy. And I think that what this would do would help them to, like, like more embrace that in a way. Like, learn from the mistakes that they made make it a Disney plus TV show and just really just lean into the Knights of Ren because it's a really interesting storyline. If anybody like looked into it and like, like they seem very, which a lot of things in the star Wars movies, because as we've seen, it takes a lot to explain things and, and it's, it's just kind of throwaway things that you take for granted, but they seem very like almost out of place or just like, Oh, so we've got just like a, you know, just a, groupies that hang out with them like why is he what's what's so special what about these people that make them you know why are they whatever and so i think they explain that you know go back i think that they could really you know anyways so that's that's my that's my two cents on it i think i would definitely watch it but i i think you're right i want to say more we haven't seen um them actually promote it but it's just so professionally done but on the other hand um I don't know. I guess it's just kind of confusing. You think you would have heard more about it and all that? Because this this is the only thing I've heard about it. This is what I'll say. It is January. So there's a lot of Comic-Cons and events and other things that need to, that allow reveals and things like that to happen. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being something that is revealed and then they're like, hey, this is happening, by the way, here's a trailer. So they could do it like that. It just... It's interesting to me just the order, even with Marvel movies and things that are going on. It just is interesting to me that they're, you know, I don't know. So anyway, well, and like you say, it's a leak. Maybe it got in the wrong hands. And while the trailer was made, they just weren't ready to release it. But somehow it still got really. I mean, I can't imagine that would happen. But, who knows? you just never know these days, you know, with right. all the hackers and stuff. Right. Um, OK, moving on to Santa Claus series for Disney Plus announced with Tim Allen returning. That's again nostalgia. Nostalgia, yeah, exactly. Sucks, you know, I right. mean, and clearly that's you know we we always talk about the double whammy of what when something is 
rewatchable. Something is um, iconic. Usually it has a couple things in common. And one of the major things that it, that it has is that it's a movie that is centered around events that happened during the holidays. Or it's a straight up Christmas or Halloween or whatever movie. And because of that, because it's Tim Allen, because it's that, because it's a Christmas movie, I think that this is definitely another, hey, we're going to be able to really cash in on the nostalgia and the, the the affinity that people had for Tim Allen and Santa Claus. So, Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it goes without saying, but anyways, I said exactly. it. I mean, I don't know that anybody want to see it without him, to be honest. Well, no, and I'm and I and I guess more so like I don't think they would have done a Santa Claus. They would have done some. They would have done a different something or another, right? A different spin on it or whatever, yeah. Or just a completely new, yeah. I guess the last thing I'll talk about is um, the Moon Knight premiere is much sooner than expected. Um, there was a trailer, a commercial for it in the last Monday Night Football game, and I guess. Um, there's supposed to be another in the Super Bowl, from what I've read. So, um, given that the series' final first season will run for six episodes, this projected timetable would see Moon Knight unfold through April April 27th. So, oh, wow. it, and it should launch on March 30th, according to this this uh, post. So, okay. Looking forward to that. That that's a character I'm I've heard of. I'm not completely familiar with, but I'm looking forward to it just because it's something different and it's just expanding the universe even more, like we've already talked about. Right. So other than that, I guess that's pretty much all the news that's worth talking about. Okay. At this point. Sounds good. All right. So let's let's get into to Shang Chi. Um and I I, I I will admit I do not have a whole lot of um, Asian or Chinese or really any part of that country. I don't have a whole lot of like pronunciation, understanding, and right. like, history. So if I mispronounce, I excuse me, if I mispronounce something, it's not intentional. Clearly, right? Excuse me. We're not trying. We're offensive by by just naturally. We're not trying to be offensive. So it's right. just our our lack of. Um, culture or something right. and i'm yeah. i'm not a big kung fu movie fan anyway so like even martial arts movies while they're usually very exciting and well done when i do watch them like even jackie chan and and uh, bruce lee movies and stuff i haven't seen a whole lot it's not necessarily my uh world of interest but this one was very well done as is all the mcu movies but it's that kind of um the, the kung fu type you know, fighting scenes and all that stuff, which just isn't necessarily my cup of tea. So that's right. why I'm not necessarily familiar with the whole world of this stuff. So, right. And I, and I guess, yeah, I guess it's a really good segue. Um, I, I just watched or started watching um, the, uh, oh, what's it called? Marvel assembled the like behind oh, yeah. the scenes making of, and I started watching it and what, what I noticed or what they talked about. Well, first of all, um, Sim Simu Lu is the main guy. He he takes on the name of Sean. Starting off strong with the pronunciations, aren't we? <laughs> um, I told you. Um, so 
he's he's the uh, the main character. He's Sh- Shang Chi. Yep. And Sean he, is his name when he gets to America. Yeah, that's what he, he changes it to, or just that whatever. Um, but so he actually hadn't been in any just just a cup just a little bit. I'm not going to do a full recap of the movie. We'll just touch on a couple things, but. He's never been in any other, like, Marvel movies, obviously. He's never been in, like, any other movies, really. And so it's really interesting that they they went through, they, they literally interviewed, like, hundreds of people, maybe even thousand people for this role. And he even says, he's like, you know, I was just some kid. I, I didn't have, like, the best, most strength. Like, there's people stronger than me. There's people that have been in other movies, um, he's like, I just, you know, they, they basically said it came down to Kevin Feige talks about when they cast Marvel uh, roles that, how did he say it? When you know, you know, and they just hadn't found anybody up until him that really fit that kind of like, he even says it like he's actually originally from Canada, but he sure. obviously has, well, that makes perfect sense, <laughs> but he, <laughs> but he has obviously roots in Asian culture and in, in oh, right. his family lives all from there. So he feels like he's kind of like out of place. Like he, he doesn't belong in Canada or United States. He doesn't really belong. Like he, he said something about his family makes fun of his Mandarin when he goes back home. And so he just, on a, a man without a level. Home. Yeah. He, he just really, he is this character uh, yeah. to a certain extent. Um, on top of all that, he did a lot of his own stunts on this movie. Um, oh, and he, it you wasn't can see just he knows the what acting. He's doing. Yeah. So like he he was trained, I think, or has had knowledge in martial arts, but then he was just trained and he said, you know, I thought I was a pretty in in shape guy, but that first week, man, they yeah. just like they it was I just got the crap kicked out of me for in terms of like the regiment and like the they showing him like, you know, in a in a studio like doing all these different moves and learning you know, I don't even know all the different names of the different types of martial arts, but he's he's learning because he's got to learn, you know, the stuff that his dad taught him in the movie, which is more aggressive fighting style. And then like a more like using other people's energy against them fighting style. And it, it just was really interesting to just, I guess, see that along with the fact that like he and he makes a comment of it. And I, I think that Marvel hasn't been, you know, they clearly aren't shy about this as they want obviously more representation and they want to represent, you know, as many groups of people as possible. And what he, he gives like a, a story about how he, he would be Spider-Man at birthday parties because he could wear a mask and there's no, you know, Chinese American or Chinese or Asian uh, superheroes that he knew of. So he was just really excited to be a part of this. And I guess one of the biggest things I got from it is that they, they were aware of that and not in a weird, like campy way of like, you know, we've talked about this before, this like virtue signaling or like push it down your throat, try to get a point across. They were just like, we need to hire people who know a lot about Chinese culture, who know a lot about Asian culture and know a lot about martial arts and fighting. And like, we'll respect that and present it in a way that doesn't, it, it insult anybody na- yeah it doesn't insult anybody but it feels natural it's it's kind of like I, I mean you wouldn't go to kazakhstan or afghanistan or some other you know middle eastern country to film a movie or talk about a movie 
that has to do with, you know, football in America. Like, you wouldn't so you, do that, right? So you'd be surprised to see Bull Rat show up in one of right, these scenarios, right. huh? Exactly. So, so I guess it it's twofold, right? It's let's not let's not offend anybody, which eh, whatever. Yeah, it's, no it, matter it's, what you do, you're going to, but they're yeah, still trying not to. It's it's more so. It's like let's respect this culture, but also like Bruce Lee was one of the best martial arts in in martial artists and actors who were acting in martial arts movies, and there's a reason because he grew up. That's that's his culture. He's knowledgeable. Right? Yeah. So so it just makes sense. Like from a fundamental what makes the best movie to involve people who have experience. If you're going to make a martial arts movie about an Asian American superhero, you need Asian Americans who have that cultural knowledge to do like, it, it just, it just, I guess a roundabout way, I guess what I'm saying is they did their research. They, they did it well. And they, they actually, and, and they, they were able to marry that whole, like, you know, respecting something, but also just doing a good job at it that you don't feel like it's, they're trying to shove something down your throat. That's right. all yeah. I'm trying to say. You, you know? wouldn't see like, and I don't, maybe this is insulting Ken Jong because maybe he does have this knowledge, but you wouldn't see Ken Jong in this role because he doesn't seem like a guy who would have that kind of knowledge. I mean, right. he was a doctor and all that stuff, and I'm not sure he knows martial arts and that kind of traditional yeah. right. type exactly. of Asian concept going on, you know? So yeah. yeah. They, and this guy, this guy obviously knows what he's doing. He's got that background. He, he's a man without a home. Plus, he's got that innocent look that this character obviously needed. So, yeah, I think they – plus, like you said, all the supporting cast, all those people um, seemingly have the knowledge of that old traditional – that and that culture in general, like you said, because you're not just going to bring in a bunch of people who I never, don't know anything about this because it's not going to feel real. And, and when I say insult, you're just – it's it's being respectful, not even trying to not be offensive. It's just if you're yeah, going to represent right. these cultures and their traditions and stuff, you want to be accurate. Right. You know, you don't I, want I guess, to be campy and cheesy, as you said. I guess it's kind of like casting Christian Bale in The Last Samurai. Like that just seems like right. Out of left. Like why would you do that? Like that doesn't or Chris any- Farley in a in a samurai type movie. Yeah, or whatever. right. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, so I just want to get that out of the way right away. Just something interesting that I learned. And, and if you haven't seen these Marvel Assembled, I think they've made one pretty much ever since um, uh, WandaVision. Right. So I think every Marvel property since then, they've made one of these. And so it just is really good insight and in, in behind the scenes of, of what's going on. But essentially yeah I, I guess we talked about it a lot it's a martial it's really a martial arts movie or it really kind of feels like that at the core it's got a lot of complex family relationships between him and his dad him and his sister and his mom and his and dad's like, his dad ultimately is is a villain he he was a crime lord or kind of guy and then that's then he meets his mom trying to get in to um this village where he wants to get the rings from so he can have power well they fall in love they have these two kids, one of them being Shang-Chi and the other one being Shai Long or Shai, Shai Ling. There I am really butchering that. Yeah. Um, well, anything and, with an X in the beginning, I'm right. I'm yeah. And I, <laughs> I don't mean to be offensive. I'm just an idiot, but um, yeah. So then 
and then eventually the mom um, gets killed. Her character's name is uh, what was her name? Ying Nan. Yeah, yeah, Ying Li. Uh, she gets killed by this old um, rival of the Ten Rings called the Iron Gang, and so this sends Wen Wen Wu, the dad, back to his old crime ways and just looking for revenge and stuff. And that's and then the movie basically ends where Shang Chi and his sister and his friend Katie have to fight Wen Wu, and and then there's a dragon, and then the whole village <laughs> gets, comes in, and I mean, there's a lot going on, but it's all part of that culture. So it was, it was nicely done. And the special effects and the cinematography are amazing. I mean, you can never complain about that with the Marvel movies. Right. Um, and it, but I guess that all being said, it just, we, we talked about it, I think after, cause we watched it together. You, you came over to my house to watch right. it. And I think what it was for me was, I hate to say this because I know that they, they wouldn't be happy about me saying something like this. Like they give a crap. Right. Um, They're probably listening right now. I don't know why you say that. It, it oh felt wait, we're not like, even posting. And I don't know if this is a good good thing or a bad thing, but it 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 didn't feel like a mar. No, it I it, feel it, it could have existed on its own just as well. Like if you would have t- stripped out away all of the cameos, all of the Marvel references and the tiebacks, it would have just been a good movie just standalone. Right, and that's that's how I started this episode, but when you asked me what we're talking about, I it it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie yet. Maybe they need to introduce more of the Marvel characters that we're familiar with, but it it didn't it felt like it's a standalone, but I mean, they'll find a way to intermingle it better, I think. I felt the same way, and, it, and because of that lack of continuity, in my opinion, and um, my lack of, or just my plain ignorance as far as this culture and the martial arts and stuff, and the first, what, 10 minutes being all subscript, I'm like, I, I don't, I'll read the book if I want to read. I don't want to read a movie. So yeah. it was kind of losing me at parts, unfortunately. That's why I had to kind of rewatch it again just for this podcast. But it's a, it's a very good movie. It's well done. The cinematography is amazing. But for me personally, it lost me at times. I didn't even necessarily remember it very well because it just didn't stand out in my brain as one of my favorite movies, you know? Yeah, and I, I would say, it, like we talked about earlier, it kind of has a complex... Like, there's a lot going on. Right. Like, those storylines tend to in that culture. I mean, a lot of those types of... Yeah. It's about family and good and evil and all that stuff, which is, it's fascinating, but it's just, I, I'm ignorant with a lot of that stuff. And it just yeah. didn't keep my interest as well as I would have hoped. Right. It's just kind of, yeah, I don't know. Um, and if we didn't, I don't think we mentioned it, but uh, the her, his friend Katie is playing, played by Aquafina. And I, yeah. I've heard she's really funny in before. this. Yeah. Oh, she's terrific. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I and I, I was just trying to find some other movies that she's been in that I'd seen. Like I've at least heard the name before. Yeah, right. That's a big yeah. name. Um, but anyways, uh, so then uh, you had one of the other things I want to touch on um, is that Ben Kingsley, who plays the Trevor character, who this whole thing was just kind of, I don't know, it was like teased and then reintroduced, like in. The first Iron Man, 
they the organization that captures him is the Ten Rings. All right, so there was ties way back when. Yeah, le- leading so, up to this. I mean, it's it's just so like that's Marvel for you. It's consistent. It's um, but then it was directly in your face in Iron Man three because this Trevor guy, this actor, he's end up he ends up basically. Uh, culturally appropriating the Ten Rings. And he he kind of tries, he, he basically is like, oh, I'm, I'm part of the Ten Rings and I'm trying to do this and like, I'm this terrorist organization. When it turns out that he's just an actor. And like, so he goes to prison and apparently there was like a whole like little mini series or not series, like a mini sh- short that mini means short, Tom. Um, um, so, Small. But, little. <laughs> There, there was like a little thing that was like released that he like that showed him basically getting broken out of prison. Um, and then there's a tattoo randomly of one of the like weapons purchasers. It's a Ten Rings tattoo that you just see for a split second in a frame of Ant Man. So, I guess they're making. What I'm the trying to say, yeah, is 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 it's interesting because because they could have easily just not even shown this Trevor guy at all but then they're like oh yeah he's just basically in house arrest because they don't like trust him and he's been living in in this compound it's just so interesting to me and i and i love that they they bring this character back from the movie and they, they, they they're doing these like you said in in true marvel fashion they did their research they they connected the dots and they made it fun in a way that didn't feel forced and i i guess that's all that's all i got to say about that <sighs> Life is like a box. Of, oh, sorry, wrong movie. But I mean, and that's kind of contrary to what we were saying. It, it seems like a standalone movie, but that's how they're slowly letting us know that hey, this all does tie in, guys. I mean, it seems like this, this is a whole other universe. But just like with these other Fantastic Four and X Men, it's maybe a gradual process. But they're going to show us. Oh man, these ties have been there since, like you said, the first movie of the MCU. So, like. While it's it seemed kind of isolated, obviously there's strong ties from the very beginning. So you know, I mean, you talk know, about that. What they're doing? You talk about that whiteboard. Holy cow! I mean, yeah, right. Since the beginning, I mean, since the beginning, they've been, you know, planning things out. In in in, uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, I guess that being said, I would. We should start rating. Why? Why have we never rated movies? I don't know. Like, that's like, most of our podcast. What should we? What, what should be our rating? Should, first of all, should we do it out? Of, I think out of ten. I think you need to have it out of ten, just to, you know, give that uh, in between. You know, ten what? Uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'll have to think about it. We'll yeah. think about it. We'll get back to you guys. We won't force it down your throat in this episode because you know we like to be prepared, as you can tell from all of our podcasts. Ten, ten, ten rings. Ten idiots. Ten no. Rings? Oh. <laughs> right. No, that's that's too derivative. I think. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, last, one of the last things that I want to say is that um, they the ten rings as being like more like bracelets is also an homage to literal training, which I clearly I didn't know this, but apparently in martial arts they train with like actual rings, kind of like 
putting a weight on a like a bat, you know. Oh sure, while that you're makes warming sense. Up. Right. So um, this kind of like is is plays into that, but also the com- in the comics it was actually like rings around your finger, so fingers, so it would be like oh. a ring on every finger, and they were like alien technology or something, and so they wanted to change that and kind of like reinterpret it. But they did because of the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity Stones, and kind of like that being such a like too like parallel, I guess, or too like we just had this. They wanted to do something different with it. Um, there's actually been talk that because they think there's actually ten Eternals, that there would be that one for each ring. There could be something that ties into that too. So, oh, that's anyway. interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say ring around the collar and I'm like, why is this turning into a Tide or Whisk commercial? <laughs> um, I guess the only thing I want to add is that uh, just to talk about the the credit scenes, which are always mm. huge, you know, Easter eggs. The mid-credit scene uh, shows Shang-Chi um, speaking with holograms of Bruce Banner, the Hulk, and Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, basically talking about how the rings are sending some mysterious signal, which is just setting up you know, the future and what's going to happen with Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And then the, the end credit scene shows Jia Ling, his sister, becoming the new leader of the Ten Rings organization. So Yeah. And with their tumultuous... That's a big word for Elmo. Um, yeah. The t- and he said tumult- it right. Tumultuous relationship with his sister. That doesn't surprise me. So. Right. Right. Yeah, you kind of expected it, but this was showing that, oh, there's things coming up for this this particular part of the universe so who would have thunk it marvel's got a plan yeah to move right. forward into the future there might be more stuff coming go figure um, so yeah uh i'm glad you brought that up because i honestly i like i remembered that first one but i couldn't i vaguely remembered the second one so exactly okay um do you want to shift gears and talk about the eternals i think we do yeah okay so the Eternals, uh, this one was another one that came out. I think twenty twenty one. I'll get it get it out of the way right now. Um, Eternals is the lowest rated Rotten Tomatoes Marvel movie ever. Yeah, I've been reading that a lot. So there, we'll, we'll just get that out of the way. Okay, so um, so speaking of, speaking to that, what did you think? Of, I mean, I, I honestly liked it better than Shang Chi just because of the familiarity with the concept and the tradition and the culture and stuff. I mean, it seemed more like an MCU movie, but these yes. characters were so unfamiliar to me. So, and while I like the narrative in the beginning, kind of explaining what the premise of these characters are and why they were formed or where they their origins are in the beginning, at least they gave you some kind of idea what the heck they're doing here. But it seemed like, as at times it seemed like the movie was too long, mm-hmm. like two and a half hours. But having said that, they introduced so much all at one time. It's, they had to bring it all together. It's almost like they had to have that much movie, but it just yeah. it seemed like it dragged down, but it seemed like there was introducing way too much at one time. But yet, having said that, I didn't get lost. I didn't feel confused. I understood who all the characters are, and at some point, um, before too long, I'll actually go through all the characters and explain what their um, powers are and stuff like that once we kind of get into it a little more. Okay, perfect. Um a couple things. One, um, you're absolutely right. I feel like this movie could have been a Disney Plus TV show. 
Right. Um, like eight episodes even or something, yeah. So I guess that being said, Marvel specifically has – if you look at their record, they have not – the history of Marvel TV shows, because we've got a, quite a few now. Yeah. None of them are character of characters that haven't been introduced. Right, that's true. So I think that their concern was if this wasn't a blockbuster movie, they were going to have people weren't going to people aren't going to go and sign up for Disney Plus for something that they didn't know. I I don't right. know. I guess No, I think I, you're right. Just, they like a movie is a much less of an investment than a series is. Like I've never heard of that show. I'm not even going to give it a chance, you know? So I think a movie had a better chance of having a following than a series was going to with such unfamiliar characters. I think you're right. Um, So that, I guess, that plays into it. They, I I would agree. I, I honestly think that at times, certain aspects of this movie, I enjoyed more (laughs) for whatever it's worth. Maybe it's because I have, you know, infant twins and a two-year-old at home and I'm working full-time and just got over, you know, quarantine. I fell asleep so you're at bored. the end of it. No, no, I fell asleep oh. at the end of it, I guess is what I'm saying. But that <laughs> could have nothing to do with right. the movie itself. You could have been watching the end of the world happening and you might have yeah, fallen asleep. Yeah, right. I could have been watching the new Batman movie and I could have right. been. So, I guess, the, I, that being said, you're right. There were parts that were really good and compelling, and the actors. I mean, let's. I, I, I guess. Do we want to just go through the the actors and you can list who they are? How about this? I've got it pulled up on IMDb right now. Um, which, if anybody's into movies, this you should know this and have this downloaded. Under yeah, everybody's heard app. of that. Yeah, I already um, mentioned Angelina and Selma Hayek, but yeah, there's obviously yeah. other big names that you should go so, through. So why don't I do this? I'll say the name of the actor, and then I'll say their their character's name, and then you tell me their power or hey, origin or whatever. It's like we know what we're doing. This this is hey, a nice change of pace for we're, us. We're just we're just planning on the fly instead of talking about it beforehand, right. um, okay. which is our norm. Yeah. So you got uh, Selma Hayek as Ajax. So what is her? What is her niche? Or well, it's basically, it described her as all-powerful, meaning she's got all the abilities of the group, um, like like a Superman-type character. Um, who She can also communicate with their creator, uh, the Celestials. Um, she also channels her gifts and expertise into herbal and generational medicine, making her the master healer of the group. She's the leader of the group, and she's the master healer. Um, as you can tell when you watch the movie, she's the one running the show, basically. And um, we, you, you come to find out, spoilers if this wasn't abundantly obvious, that um, she has actually the most eternal of the eternals. Yep. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. So, right. okay. All right. So the most eternal, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got, let's see, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Kit Harrington in a little bit in that end credit scene. I think that's the best way to to kind of, you know, talk about him. Richard Madden as Icarus. And I just want to say that a couple of these characters, including Kit Harrington, were in Game of Thrones. So, okay. obviously, you know, I I thought he was terrific in that. He was great in this. So, 
So what's Icarus's deal besides flying too close to the sun? Well, again, they kept referring to him even more so than AJ as Superman because he's all powerful. Also, he's got um, basically he's the second strongest in the group, better than average in each and every area where he's got he can shoot lasers, he can fly, he can do everything that all. But he's not the best at any of them. Um, so it would stand to reason that if something were to happen to Ajax, he would take over as a group. Although in the movie, it ended up not being that way because it kind of went totally the opposite. So, and also, I mean, let's be honest. If we're if we're talking about a one to one comparison, he's Marvel's Superman, right? And that's what they. That's what, as I said, they referred to him as Superman a few times in the movie. Yeah, the, like the kids, like it's Superman. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyways, okay. So then we've got, and I'm kind of going in a specific order that I'll talk about in a minute. But um, let's see, uh, Lauren Ridloff as Makari. Please tell me you recognized her face. Ah, uh, yeah, she's she's Fennec Shan. No, remind me. I'm she brain was farting. she was the um, the deaf woman in Walking Dead. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's deaf in this one too. So she, I'm guessing right. she's either a really good actress or she's deaf in real life. <laughs> I think that it's weird. She's typecast yeah. as a deaf person yeah, and she's got that, great hearing. She, you know, you know, she's the best act. Oh, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> can I make that joke? Or, right. We talked about being offensive. Who cares? Uh, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll just throw it out there. She she had no lines in this movie and she was terrific. Right. I didn't even have to read. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyways, no, but you're about, right. I mean, yeah. and I and I knew her. And it, it, usually I've gotten worse. Over the years, usually I, I used to be able to recognize a face and know exactly where I knew them from. But it, with her, I knew right away. But th- th- she's so good at communicating, even being deaf, that I, I forgot she was deaf and walking dead, even. You know, you just don't even, I don't even necessarily think of her as being deaf as I watch her in these roles. Well, and again, this is a perfect example of them trying to represent a underrepresented Every group, group right. Yeah. In, a, in a way that doesn't subtle forced right and it it just and i I think that i'm gonna jump up on my soapbox here because i you know i like to do that every once in a while be careful Um, man i I know if you slip and fall it's it's soapy and you just got over covid you don't want to be having an injury right afterwards this is what i'll say though the best i how do how do i say this in a way that just doesn't offend more people she's just like anybody else oh yeah for sure to make her it's it's a weird fine line between representing and like respecting that and also just like she has something unique to her that makes her special but it doesn't make her different it it makes her different but it's not like i i I don't know how if you if you're picking up what i'm trying to say like like don't treat her differently because of as they that, always say, like know. with people who are deaf or blind, their other senses are are heightened. So you, like as I said, you, I don't even notice her as being deaf, except that she's signing yeah. all the time. I mean, like, she like communicates I don't, I don't like as well the, as anybody else. I don't like the idea of like the whole you hear the concept of like color blindness. So like, I don't see race. I don't agree with that. Like you, I think you should not right. in a racist way, but just oh, to but respect their culture or that's, that. 
like that, that's, that's who a they defining are. it's a defining characteristic. I mean, your skin is darker than mine. I mean, yeah. Right. So uh, she's she's a deaf actor actress that plays a deaf character, and it it doesn't feel forced, and it feels like it's it's interesting and it's intriguing in a way that doesn't it doesn't patronize the deaf community. No, oh, right. Well, there she, we go. That's, she's black. I guess. Yeah. She's well, black. Yeah, she's obviously. female. Um, and she's deaf. Um, I'm guessing she's probably homosexual too, because that just seems to be the way all the time now. Um, <laughs> like it seems like there's no straight people anymore that are cast in any of these shows. But, um, and, and like you said, but she, she fits right in like everybody else. I mean, she, you don't even it didn't I, you don't need even to be addressed in a weird way. Like it wasn't right. like this big whole thing of yeah. So, anyways. Just, um, so, anyway, and speaking of things that do make her stand out, she's super fast, as it said. Um, speed, and she's also has speed reading ability and a massive collection of trinkets. But um, her speed, which is that's what you see the most in this movie, it even rivals the characters of like Quicksilver and um, some of those, like the Flash and stuff, which yeah. is another universe. But um, that's her. She she was able to able to um, fight Icarus um, at the end when he turns the strongest because of her speed. She was just able to run into him and and he couldn't, you know, fight back as easily as he could with other people. Right. So, um, okay. So then you've got Sprite who's played by an actual like teen preteen, uh, Leah McHugh. I've heard that. I don't know much about her, but yeah, she looks (laughs) With when she actually has like shoulder length hair, she looks completely different. Right. Uh, but uh, and what is her thing again? I mean, she's like eternally a, a kid. It, well, um, yeah, and you and she they, they even address that in the movie how she just wants to be like a grown up and actually get a chance to grow up. But um, basically, as it, it describes her, she's a manipulator of energy to create illusions. She's known mm. as a trickster. She, she you know, she, a master of illusion. She can play tricks on eyes and then that's what fools these villains or whatever they go up against into thinking one thing. And then she, you know, pulls the hand on, on something else. So yeah, right. that's her ability. And they, they, I think they reference something with like Loki or yep. like she was like a trickster, a trickster. Like, yeah, right. Um, yeah. I think they, they reference, they, they do a lot of like Greek mythology um, making comparisons like, and stuff. Yeah, yep. comparisons are like they were directly involved with that and in, in kind of setting that up. So, um, And then, let's see, you've got, oh boy, Fastos? Fastos. Uh, Fastos by Brian Tyree Henry, uh, played by Brian Tyree Henry. I've seen him before, too. He's basically an engineer, let's, like... Right. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, I'll let you expand on that. But he's, he's like a, like he he, he comes up with new inventions and like works on. Anyways, go ahead and Ta- talent for creating technology and weapons with his uh, mind and energy powers. Right. Right. And the thing that sticks out the most is that that scene at Hiroshima where he basically is like he's crying and like thinking to himself like I created this I, I gave them this technology and look what they did with it like I'm um, the reason this happened yeah so that that internal you know battle with you know technology moving us forward but also like creating more evil and sinister ways for people to kill each other so anyways 
Um, and then Kingo. Am I pronouncing that? Kingo. Yep. I think that's um, the only way to pronounce it. Yeah. Oh boy, Kamali Nanjari. I think that sounds right. Yeah, I've actually <laughs> um, heard that. And he's clearly a a, a pretty big name. If uh, yeah. you didn't know already. Um, what? Well, let's see. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff, but he's a anyway. he's a com- he's a stand up comedian. For one thing, was he in? He's not in. He's not. Uh, what am I thinking? Um, Jane's not Jane's Island, Bob. Um, no, that's not. He's not Kumar, or if that's who you're thinking. Yeah, about. that's what. Uh, yeah, clearly. Um, no, but he's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, and and uh, I, I've seen his stand up. Even he, yeah, he's he was the comic relief of the movie, obviously. So you know he. I don't know if you, you Brandon out of He's a new character in the Obi Wan Kenobi movie or t- series. Oh, really? So he's in. Looks like pretty much all the episodes. So anyway. Oh no, kidding! Oh, yeah. well, his his ability is he, is he harnesses his cosmic energy through projectile blasts. He basically can shoot um, little laser balls or lightning balls, and and he's a good actor in the movie. <laughs> Because he actually makes movies in the movie, so yeah, and, right. and like you say, he's the comic relief. So, and even at the end, he he kind of hesitates to be in the fights a lot because he doesn't necessarily offer as much power as everybody else. So, I guess his power is humor as much as his projectile blasts. Well, and then That's the whole like Bollywood scene, like he's, yeah, yeah, in that like Indian culture, uh, and and yeah, so. Oh, excuse me. And then you've got Barry Conan as Drood. 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 Yeah, which he's and he seemed like the like the villain at times, like he was the outcast of the group, but turns out he was a good guy. His powers are comparable to other Eternals, but advanced telepathy sets him apart, reading people's minds, manipulating their thoughts. He's able to do that the best in the group. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah, you see that out throughout obviously the movie um and then so the last eternal or there's two more so you've got jimmy chan well there's three more jimmy chan as cersei yep uh she's she seems like one of the main characters she's master of manipulating matter and she's the best at this she can just change any kind of matter into something else altogether sorry yes there is three um or another one Ma Dong Silk as Gilgamesh. Uh, superhuman strength, um, the strongest eternal by far. His power rivals that of Thor and Hercules. He's just the the muscle. He can. He's just strength, like you picture when you picture Thor and Hercules. So and, and also uh, Gilgamesh is arguably one of the first, if not the first, uh, superhero. I don't know if you knew that. Um, in in terms of printer. In in books. Oh, um, really? No, I didn't. Know Gil, Gilgamesh, the, the epic of a Gilgamesh, and you know that whole whole thing. That so I've heard that name quite a bit. I never would have been guessed it was like the origins of superheroes or whatever. Right, like, right. Even um, before Superman, then basically. Right. Oh yeah, like like uh, like centuries like, we're before. Talking, yeah, we're talking like yeah, like Greek mythology. Yeah, exactly. Oh right, right. Well, with superhuman strength, that makes sense. And then Angelina Jolie is Thena, not Athena, Thena. And she even makes, she even says that in the movie at one point when a kid says, "Oh, you're no, I'm not Athena." 
Uh, um, she's she's a fierce warrior. She also, with expertise in creating, wielding various forms of weaponry, favorites her favorite weapons being the golden spear and the crossbow, firing energy bolts. She's yep. a massive yeah, warrior. And and I think she was slightly underutilized, but there was some any some things that kind of. Um, oh God, I I uh, let's get through the this main cast. So, so you got Bill Skarsgård as Crow, which is basically a what do they call them? The uh, the bad guys in the like the, the enemy. Oh, the, the, the um, oh man, <laughs> the deviants. Deviants, yeah. Um, so he's like the main deviant who like somehow was able to absorb powers of the Eternals as he kills them, um, and then. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the the, the end uh, credit scenes here in a minute. But I guess the main idea here is that these Eternals have been around since the beginning of Earth, and essentially, without them knowing it, their whole purpose is to create enough energy through life to birth a celestial. Correct? Am I thinking about that? Is it the Celestials? Yeah. And then are you talking about like how every million years they do this? Emergence? Yeah, what's the thing that comes out of the planet? The emergence they refer to it as. Yeah, it's it's a celestial that just basically, um, it's a Big Bang Theory concept. Every million years they just start all over. Which yeah. which the point of the movie was they're sacrificing all the live beings that exist now so they can start from scratch, and that was the whole um, dilemma, the whole power struggle between Icarus and the, and basically the rest of the group saying, no, we don't want to kill all these innocent humans. Um, and he's like, well, but that's our way. That's what we were brought here to do. That's yeah, why that we was were our formed. Yeah. And our, the Celestials, this is our mission we've been on. So why we've always, we've never questioned it before. Why are we doing it now? So that's where the whole dilemma came from of yeah. the movie. Right. And they even touch on like Thanos yeah, right. You know, they refer to their basically, Avengers a lot too. He he's basically, you know, he by killing half the the universe, he like prolonged that process. And um, yeah, they make a reference to like how Icarus could be the next leader of the Avengers, and they talk about like, yeah. um, I think it was uh, Gilgamesh talks about how he used to to fight Thor or like he knew Thor as a, as a kid or something, yeah. something. It, it just, it just, yeah, exa- exactly. It felt more like, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. It felt like more like a Marvel movie than Shang-Chi. Then it, yeah, it was, sure. it was heavy references. There was a lot of um, callbacks. I mean, it, you know, it just, it felt like it was in that same universe, <clears throat> but that being said, um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it deserves the hate that it got. I also don't think that it's the strongest Marvel movie out there. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts to try a lot to get of, a lot of jumping of. back and forth in the timeline, which, which in other movies you see that it's like, it's hard to follow. I mean, basically they'd go back to the present. They'd have a discussion or a question would come up and then they'd do the flashback. So it wasn't all that hard to follow each time they flashback. It was referring or answering a question that they basically just asked in the present. So right. not the worst as far as that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that I want, we, like I said, we should talk about the end credit scenes because there's, it's directly involves Kit Harrington and somebody else that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, 
But anything else, I guess the main climax of the movie, Cersei is able to basically harness all of their powers through the technology that Fastos creates in order to turn, because she's able to shift matter basically turn something into something else and she's basically able to turn the celestial into a marble giant statue that's projecting out out of the water um (laughs) so in in essence preventing the apocalypse of earth right essentially is the, the idea um so yeah and then at the very end of the movie before the end credit scenes Cersei, so the part of them, some of them go off into space kind of, and are like, want to go find some more other Eternals. And then some of them stay on Earth and Icarus basically commits suicide and runs into the sun. Yeah. Which is ironic, you know, but right. like Icarus does. Um, yeah. I mean, who hasn't done that? Self or self thought of doing that. Fulfilling prophecy, I guess. Yeah, well, um, pretty much, yeah. Just which is funny because the they said that Sprite basically created that rumor and it just stuck for thousands of years that Icarus flew too close to the sun. Yeah. That's why he and then, anyways. And he ends up doing it, yeah. <laughs> um but um but yeah so the main celestial that like I guess and that's the other thing we did they're like sentient weird like created beings. It's really complicated and convoluted, but they're not really humans. They're more like robots, but they're not synthetic really beings, yeah. So they yeah. never really were alive, which is why they they don't really die except when their powers are taken from them. And like I said, there's this whole like complicated lore about their memories being pulled from them and how like Fina is able to recall some of it. And it's just, yeah, it's a lot to, to take. Right. In. Which is cool, um, but it's a little too much in a two and a half hour movie, which again seemed long at times, ironically. Yeah. Um, but, but essentially that celestial takes all the, the ones that are left on earth or it stayed on earth and kind of, like basically gives them a talking to of like, hey, you screwed this up, so we'll, I'm going to judge. It was a very like God complex. I mean, right. the whole movie kind of felt like that, but it was very much like a, I'm going to judge humans and you, their fate will be yours and based on your memories or some. Well, because you know. didn't, you didn't do what we do and you let the humans live. Um, I will be back to make judgment to see if they were worth the, keeping alive. Basically, right. is what he says. Exactly. Um, um, as as far as before you get out of the end credit scenes, first of all, I don't know why I feel the need to say this, but I think Cersei is absolutely gorgeous. So um, I guess I'm saying that if she's listening, I I love you and I want to meet you. <laughs> okay. Now now that I'm done with my desperation, um, I noticed during the actual credits, um, a famous painting that I have a replica of hanging in my living room that I'm looking at as I speak. Called the um, Saint Michael overwhelming the demon. I, 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 as I'm watching the credits, waiting for the end credit scene, because normally I would have turned off the movie. I'm like, hey, I have that poster right there. So that was pretty cool just to see that. I mean, because it's it's basically from uh, the Baroque period of Italian Renaissance. Um, Jesus, for... Mickey, you're so cultured. Well, I mean, I took a lot of art history classes, and I've actually been to the Louvre where I saw that painting. So. It's, I can't yeah. even pronounce Baroque, so I'm not be like I'm like I say that like as a joke, but I'm not even joking. Like that's that's impressive that you even know that. Let alone oh, I, have, yeah, like, I, I have love... a painting like like the like you're talking about like taking art history. Like I think that that yeah, and we don't have enough time to go over that, but it, it just 
it's just it's nice it's nice to <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've, We're not I've total been, idiots. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've been around too many meatheads that don't know anything except for the third string center on the Packers. Right. And you I mean, know, and so, I love sports, I but yeah. I, and I mean, we, we talk about our geekdom and stuff, but there's other interests too. And I, I, I've took a lot of art history classes. Um, and the Baroque and, and the high Renaissance periods, I've like Michael, Michelangelo Caravaggio is my favorite artist, but this, this particular painting goes by Raphael, which, people would know from the teenage ninja turtle speaking of geekdom but um it was just cool to see that that painting that i have a replica of hanging right there and it's and it's a it's a dark um type of subject which is you know kind of what all the replicas i have hanging are about but it's like i said it's saint michael which that's my name overwhelming the demon and it was cool to see that the other thing i saw during those credits speaking of you know just hitting home a Harry Houdini poster. Mm-hmm. I did see that too. That Sprite was really cool. Sprite was kind of like whispering in his ear, right? Yeah. During it, yep, yep. Yeah. So yeah, that was cool because I mean, here in Appleton, Wisconsin, Harry Houdini, there's a museum because he, he lived here for quite a while of, of his life. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So on to the on actual scenes after the credits that most people care about. Right. So the oh, I can't remember the order. I think the first one was the first one with them in the ship, the mid credit scene. Where or was the first Ares one? Ares and Pip show up. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Pip, that was the name I was trying to. So, um, I have I. Whoo, wow, there's just a yeah. lot to unpack there. Um, yeah, the end credits seem seem to have more to offer than the movie a lot of times. Holy man! I mean, so I had to call my wife in because she's she, she's a little bit younger than me, so she was kind of like at the age that like um, one direction and Jonas brothers were big. Um, and I had to be, I, is this one? I like, I even, asked, I'm like, is this one of the Jonas brothers? So it was <laughs> Harry, it was Harry Styles. So oh, was, I've heard that. Hey, I couldn't have told you that either. He, he's in one direction. He went off on his own too. Um, I'm he, better for you, knowing you, that. You'd know, you'd know him if, if you'd seen him or, I, or cared. Well, he, you, you, You've probably heard his music. Oh, I've heard his name, and I and I know who he is. Yeah, Yeah. right. And I could have even told you. I could have told you he's from One Direction. I'm just not real proud of knowing that. I guess. (laughs) Well, I clearly was just like, hey, it's a teenage heartthrob singer guy, right? Um, So speaking of, you know, speaking of just famous people being in the MCU. So yeah, he's Eros, Aries, Aries. Maybe this. Yeah, no, I think you're. I think I'm right. Yeah. Aries. Um, so no, Eros. Jeez, wow, can't so, even read my own writing. I guess, yeah, him and then Pip, who I recognize that voice right away. Did you? I. It sounded familiar. I I can't tell you offhand who it was. Patton Oswald. Okay, you're right. You're you're, you're right. Now that I'm so, not watching it, I forgot. But yeah, I knew that right away. His so voice is I, pretty distinctive. Yeah, I was like, holy cow. So, um. They he wants they want to team up with like they came in like they were just like everybody knew who they were and clearly nobody does. No, they were um, like uh, we don't know who you are, guys. Um, but he's you know Thanos's brother, which that's complicated. And like the whole thing is that like even Thanos wasn't a turtle. So yeah. to unpack right. that is going to take you know, a couple movies to do that. Anyway. Well, more details for those writers to have to remember and, and hopefully not get scrutinized for, you know? 
right at this point you're you got to write a program that like if i oh. type this into here is this is this work right like some kind of spreadsheet or something to keep track of this stuff yeah. <laughs> a million tabs right hey, i know a coworker that would be good at that yeah <laughs> um micromanager anyway, <clears throat> excuse mo- me moving on moving on um but uh but yeah, so that was an interesting, <laughs> you know, end credit scene, like you said, that's just like, what? In the... um, and then the last end credit scene, which was equally as interesting, is Kit Harrington's character, uh, this Dane Whitman, opening up a box that's clearly this like ancient and then like organic sword that you're like, what is this? And Dane, Dane Whitman is the boyfriend of Cersei, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah, we didn't mention. I mean, that, after yeah. Icar- after Icarus and her broke up or whatever, he left or whatever. She t- starts dating a mortal, which is yeah. this guy, right? And I'm and, jealous of him because I think she's beautiful. If I didn't mention that, well, I mean, like, nah, I'll throw it out there. Yeah, he's he's uh he's he's not too shabby looking himself. So. Oh yeah, but I, I like her another, better though. <laughs> another Game of Thrones uh, actor though. Uh, no kidding. Enough. See, I, I'm yeah. not familiar with that show. No kidding. That's they wow, were they cool. were like stepbrothers or like half like uh, half brothers in the movie. No kidding. In the TV show. So yeah. Wow. Um. So, but I don't know if you knew this. The at the very end they say, "Are you sure that there's a voice that says, are you sure you want to do that?' Like right before he's about to touch the blade. Yep. And that's how it that, ends. Yeah. Right. Are you ready did you for look? This? Did you look at? Up who that actor is? Or no, who that voice is. no. I, I the voice sounded familiar again, but I guess I didn't want to spoil it for myself. It, it, it wasn't Nick Fury. That's what I kept thinking, but there's no I way that was, was his at voice. First. Yep, I thought it was at first, but then I kind of before I even was told it, I kind of connected the dots. The actor who's going to be playing his last name's like Ali or something. Oh. Um, he's playing Blade, the new Blade. Oh, so. That's that's his voice that's oh, saying that. Wow. So clearly, this is like an introduction of the team up, leading into who, something, right? Like, he, like Kit Harrington, like, and it was cool that like he talks about like, like she talks about like, oh, you need to reconcile with your uncle. Like, who's his uncle? Like, who's his like? And then he says like, my family history is complicated. Like, what what is that? What, like, yeah, I want to know more. Like, right? They don't tell you much of anything. Celestial in came in right as he was about <laughs> yeah. to tell something that was important. It was just like. Shut up! Shut up! Leave, leave stupid, her alone! Like, stupid all here. being that's going to destroy the universe and start all right. over. Just we right. want to hear this before right. you destroy it. This guy's everything. got something important to say. Just like, don't you even though we're going to stop existing in a couple of moments, we right. still want to hear this before we go. Do you mind? Yeah. Like this is a moment. You're ruining it. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I guess that's. And again, because we're trying to cover two movies, but running a little bit longer than normal, but. Well, I guess anything else that you wanted to talk about with the Eternals before we get into like, I guess what's been going on with us recently. Oh, uh, I think we covered every point that I wanted to make. I mean, it, it, like you say, it was a decent movie. It was well done, but it just seemed like they were trying to do too much and, and shove it all in together. And like you say that I like the concept of the celestial beings and this, this basically the whole universe and how it comes together in creation and all that stuff. I, I love thinking about that to be honest, but in a two and a half hour movie, which seemed to drag on again, uh, it seems a little impossible. So, yeah. I mean, a lot. Right. It might, a lot might be overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
All right. So that, like I said. And Cersei's beautiful, if I didn't mention that. <laughs> okay. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, yeah. How do I? Okay. Yeah, there's no. Sorry. <laughs> That's what no. I do. You, yeah, you you always you always make like those types like I'm, I'm like, awkward I'm kinda, like, transition. Like it's not even an awkward transition. Like I've got a thought and I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. and then and then you're like, and blueberries are the food of the future. And I'm I like, slam on the brakes and the train goes off the tracks. But the train doesn't even go off the track. It's not even on the brakes. It's like you completely rip the tracks out and we're right. just like riding on gravel. And I'm there's like, no, okay, let's there's no train. Back. We're just floating. <laughs> we're just we just got ejected through the windshield. Um, anyways, so I guess, uh, yeah, so some, some things that we've been involved in or a part of, uh, my wife and I saw, uh, the new, the Spider-Man No Way Home. We saw that again in the theater. She, she again, a huge fi- Spider-Man fire. Did, did you like it the Spider-Man. second time? Yeah. She wants to buy it when it comes out. Oh, I mean, but so. did, did you, you liked it the second time? Oh yeah. It was like, she made a comment like it was just as good the second time as it was the first time. So. Oh, I mean, I was kind of trying to be funny and obviously didn't land, but I mean, oh. it, you did not see your arm shoot up again. Right. <laughs> Stupid left hand needs to send signals. You better. need to like send me a text or something. <laughs> did you, did you notice things that you, you hadn't? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've already got ourselves in enough trouble. Um, did you, did you notice anything that you didn't necessarily noticed the first time i mean which is usually um, why we go see a movie again or yeah maybe a little bit um i i had watched like a you know um easter egg breakdown video before i went so i kind of was looking for those types of things and it wasn't like how to new. break eggs like it was a cooking yeah. thing oh. no sorry but there was an entire video about all the different characters who had a potential to break through the multiverse so like craving the oh, hunter nice and, i like uh, how you did that after what i said that was nice um, I didn't nice tie in. Oh my gosh, I'm, we're just we're firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> we don't know um, what the cylinders are made of, but we're firing on them. We're firing. We're firing today. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. So that I guess is one of the biggest media. I mean, obviously we've been keeping up. We'll we'll have to talk about it in the next episode because already we got a lot that we covered. Um, but we'll talk about the book of Boba Fett. Um, all right. I'm excited. It's just, it's been good. It's, it has, but there's been a lot of criticism and yep, people feel like it's like going to be the downfall or not the downfall, but like, it's kind of a hiccup and I, people are just so quick to criticize. I mean, there's things that you could like Boba Fett doesn't seem like as badass at times, but you know, maybe but that's, that's the whole point. Right. They're trying to like, show his human so side. so much of a transition anyways. Yeah. Um, right. I'm excited. I'm excited. They, they seem to be, blending the original trilogy and moving forward very well and i right i think I'm so all too. for it. i think the new characters that in fucking raincore oh yeah. man I'm, I'm excited so anyways yeah. uh, so right. th- that obviously i've been i've been keeping up on that um and then i guess in terms of like merchandise or like uh action figures or stuff so speaking of eternals not being a blockbuster hit um have you ever heard the term peg warmer you heard that term talking about like action figures. Basically, it's an action figure no. that's been sitting on the pegs on a shelf for a really long time. Oh, um, the Eternals Marvel Legends series; those would be considered peg warmers, right? Oh, okay. So they they've just been on it. I mean, 
Um, so I guess long story short, they went on sale at Walmart for five bucks a piece. And I oh. bought as many as I could. Uh, oh, really? Because they're a Build-A-Figure. So the Build-A-Figure oh. is Gilgamesh. So if you collect all of them, oh. you build an additional figure out of the It all comes around. So that's why I was saying those in that order, because that's how I had them lined up. Um, okay. But essentially, it's like six of them create a seventh character, and then there's three of them that are just like kind of on their own. Um, but it's like anyways, Voltron. Oh, sorry. Right. That's, that's an old reference. But it, it is kind of morbid. I mean, like, uh, one of them has the right arm. One of them has the torso. One of them has the left foot. One of them has the head in the, you know. And you basically, you pull them all together. And you, so what I'm going to do is, because I don't really care that much about them, but I, for that price point, I mean, for 35 bucks, I could build, you know, the whole set, right? Right. Um, so I am going to give them to my daughter for her birthday and then she can do whatever she wants with them. She can actually play with them. You, 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 so you've taken them out right. of the package is what you're saying. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap them all up and give them to her so she opens them and it gets really a kick out of it. Um, but what I was going to say is recently I've kind of started getting into like trying to customize like certain things. So it's a six-inch scale, right? So it fits with Black Series. Right. Um, these characters, these actors, actresses are going to be in a Star Wars movie eventually. And I can take them and use them oh. to basically body swap or like take a head off of one like I did with the heavy infantry Mandalorian and John Favreau. Like I can oh, do that yeah. now with Angelina Jolie or Kit Harrington. Well not Kit Harrington, but you get the you get the idea. Right. Like yeah. these characters are probably gonna be in a Star Wars movie. I mean the perfect example that that guy Kingo, the guy who uh played the com- the Bollywood star, right? He's going to yeah. be in. Kingle. He's going to be. Kingle. He's going to be in a new movie. I can take a random Jedi body and throw him. If he's a Jedi, right? You have the is, head. You yeah. know, I can throw him on there, and and it's pretty. You know, I mean, you put it, put him in some, you know, warm up some water in the microwave. You stick him in there. The <laughs> plastic, you know, is it loosens up enough and gets, you know, uh, you can pop the head off and put it. Anyways, yes, so, Doctor Frankenstein, we we understand. <laughs> I, I guess that all being said, that I guess that's just the I guess one of the big. I also got somewhat into. I'm starting to get into the um, McFarland. I'm sure you've heard of Todd McFarland. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, everybody's the, heard of him. He has he these. has a line called the DC Multiverse. Um, so I, I bought my first because I I pre-ordered the new the Batman uh, character and the it's a there's a Bat cycle Bat uh, motorcycle and. Uh, so oh, his art! Those. His art is amazing too. If you've ever seen any of his comic books, oh my god, that guy is amazing. So um, talented, right? Exactly. And so, so I got a back roll from Target um, recently, and that's weirdly enough. I don't know if it's just they're trying to one up them. Um, and we, I could talk about this for a lot longer, but it's a seven-inch scale instead of six-inch. I don't, I don't know. Oh, make big difference, yeah. But. Um, the articulation is better in certain situations than really the black Even series. Just an inch, no kidding. Um, but I, I don't know if that's because of the scale or if it's just because of the decisions that they made, you know, right. on the other side of the coin. But sure. anyways, that's what I got going on. Mickey, what do you did you uh, uh I don't have anything new, but speaking of Tom McFarlane, I, I have my den is basically all my toys and books and just all my collections basically well not all of them, but quite a few of them shoved in one little room. But um Todd McFarlane, I have a Sin City 
Um, mm. I can't can't remember the character's name, but he's sitting in the electric chair, and you can actually turn it. Uh, you can flip the switch, and his eyes turn red. I got that a long time ago when I was helping a buddy. Um, he was he had a table or two in in a couple of baseball card shows, so um, he gave me that as payment for helping him out. So mm. yeah, Todd McFarlane has been around a long time. That guy's awesome, and all of his stuff is really cool. So right, and he's you know obviously aligned himself very closely with the DC. All right, uh, you know, and that that part of thing. Have you seen? I mean, you've obviously been keeping up on Book of Boba Fett. Anything else that you've seen recently that you is worth talking about? Um, like I think we, I was going to mention one of the posts about the new Disney stuff that's coming up, but I think we've talked about it. Um, at nauseum, to be honest. Uh, like Obi Wan. I mean, there's a lot of good shows that are coming up, but I think they're waiting. They don't. They're not going to overlap them. Like they basically have been real good about letting one series end and then you can continue on with another one so that they don't you know, outshine each other or whatever. So there's right. a lot to look forward to. We, we've talked about this in the last couple episodes, though. So yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, while, while we got the uh, while we're recording. No, I think uh, I think we did a good job covering those two movies. Again, they're they're worth yeah. seeing at least once. Um, Obviously, we're... if you have Disney Plus, it's a no-brainer. We didn't even right. mention the fact that it's like in IMAX format for whatever that means. I don't, I don't. Well, know. I, I, yeah, home theater kind of doesn't really apply that much, but um, they're worth seeing. Uh, we were a little more critical than we usually are, but these movies just weren't as big a blockbusters either. So, um, we're seeing. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I, you know, I'm following with the MCC, MCU storyline, if nothing else, and. Uh, I think we covered everything we did pretty well. So perfect, yeah. And, and, and like I said, with these movies, I, we did did the best that we could, you know. And 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 uh, we're not a if you haven't noticed this, we're not a every single week, bi weekly type of podcast. We just don't have the time, we don't have the energy, we don't have the funding, to be honest. So this is our opportunity to cover basically things that are in you know pop culture and do it in a way that makes sense. So And we're not Siskel and Ebert, so we're not doing this professionally, as you mentioned. Yeah. Right, which yeah. would be awesome. If you guys want to, you know, support us, we'll, yeah, we'll take any Patreon and have you guys, you know, be a, a subscriber. I'll, I'll talk to you for an hour a week to right. have you give me 20 bucks a month. But yeah, You've got experience doing that already. Even. What's that? Talking oh, to people who yeah, want to yeah, get your yeah. opinion on stuff. Yeah, we gotta. Did we talk? We talked about that a little bit. We'll have to yeah. talk, just add it to the list of things we need to talk about in the next podcast. Oh. Right. Exactly. Anyways, uh, as as we always always like to say, getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. <laughs>